0: Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have Tom Rents here for a guest with us today. And uh, Tom Rents has been associated with the Frontline Doctors. He's fighting the fight against uh, shall we say COVID, lockdown, tyranny, all the things that we know aren't scientifically based, just designed to control us, strip us of our constitutional rights, wreck our economy and a whole number of other effects. And we're going to have a fascinating Discussion about some of the latest developments along these lines and going into new areas. And it's kind of a shame, too, because sometimes you have discussions with your guests that are so great in your pre-air discussions, and then sometimes you hit on areas that people aren't ready to talk about yet. Uh, But we, like I said, we're going to cover a lot today, but I have a feeling Tom's going to be back on the show talking about some other things that are interesting. Folks, I'm telling you, we're just getting to the bottom of the truth, and uh, Tom's going to help us in that endeavor. Before we start with Tom, though, I need to let you know a few things here very quickly. I've warned you about impending food shortages. They're now here. In a 24 hour period, uh, Biden issued uh, two warnings. The uh, head of the UN Food Security, De- David Beasley, issued a warning, and the UN itself, their migration headquarters, warned Europe that they're going to get invaded by massive immigration because of famine conditions around the world. And I have told you about 23 impediments to our food supply. You don't have long to get your food because the dollar's in big trouble. People are running from the petrodollar, they're going to the ruble. Gold. they're lining up like crazy for this, we're losing our only backing, your time to get survival supplies are really narrowing, this is not a sales pitch, this is reality and economics, go to preparewithdave.com, all the details are there, they haven't raised their prices yet, and they still have a sale on for now. So preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you better have water filtration. If Putin makes good to take down our grid, you're gonna be scavenging for water. You gotta make sure it's purified. We sell the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. The research at waterwithdave.com verifies how good it is. And they too have not raised their prices and they too still have a sale. But they will sell out because we have sold out with them before. So you go to waterwithdave.com. So you need the food, preparewithdave.com, the water, waterwithdave.com. These are your two most important needs. And if you can't see the seriousness of the hour of the day, you need to listen to more of our shows. And then finally, one last thing. Uh, Do you have too much of your percentage of your income in the bank? I tell people, only leave in the bank what you can afford to lose, a management account for maybe a month or two of bills, and you need to look for other alternatives to diversify. If you do, you have a real good chance of coming through this uh, meltdown of our economy and the dollar that's coming. Uh, You have a good chance to survive this fairly much intact. And I can't tell you you're going to be unscathed. I don't think any of us are, but I can tell you you had got a better chance. I'm a customer of Noble Gold. I'm not just an advertiser. I'm a customer multiple times over, and we have an appointment, tomorrow morning to do what I'm talking about doing. I'm just going to leave you with a number to call. They will tell you how to diversify and how to protect your assets. And they're as good as they get. They're the best. They're low pressure and I trust them implicitly. Call them at 877- 646-5347. 877-646- 5347. And there's a reason why we choose the advertisers. We do. Folks, we get, I turn down 90% of of good, good companies, good people, but I want to do things for the audience that I think that you're going to need. I pray that you don't need these things, but I think the writing's clearly on the wall. And we've got all our advertising out of the way, so Tom Rents and I have a straight shot to the end of the hour. Tom, thanks for joining us, my friend. It's always great to have you on. And I just need to check one thing here, because we have had interference in our broadcasts. I need to make sure that you and i are actually going out over the air and i apologize if i'm uh being redundant tom but if i don't do this we could have a big problem um oh boy I'm sorry one second here ladies and gentlemen you've heard my broadcast with steve Quayle and with my dh former dhs friend uh, doug thornton and you know what interference that we have experienced. I mean, NFL music coming in <laughs> of our broadcast. Yeah, okay, we're good to go. Tom, thanks for your patience on this. We are good to go over the airwaves, but today's uh, time, you can't be too sure. So welcome to the show. I know you're still busy. Um, what are you working on these days?
1: Oh, everything, everything. I mean, obviously, we're not leaving COVID until we're free and there's accountability, and you know they're actually ramping up what they're doing. Uh, you know, they they said that, oh, well, COVID's over, except for, you know, they're still mandating. They're still uh, pushing. They're actually uh, working on how they can continue to push the mandate. We're hearing all sorts of crazy things out of Washington. So, I mean, we get that fight. But, you know, I mean, we're also dealing with a lot of just the same stuff everybody else does, the attack on common sense attack on uh, everything that's american i mean if you're if you are pro the united states of america if you believe that we have a nation and that our nation ever had an american culture then you have to know that it's being attacked in every way shape and form whether it's you know putting pornography in school libraries whether it's telling people that uh the sky is red rather than blue and what i mean by that is you know they just the lies that started with COVID worked well enough that they just decided there doesn't even need to be a sort of basis in truth. I mean, look at what this uh, lady that's getting nominated to the Supreme Court who oh can't decide what a girl is. Um, you know, I mean, we're we're just. I mean, it's a heck of a fight, and uh, we will we will remain focused in COVID, but we're also uh, we're we're trying to address some of these other things to the best of our ability on the periphery because it's a war on america and we either stand or we lose everything
0: do you get the feeling that some of these people aren't really invested in what they're promoting it's just they're trying to do a maoist cultural revolution just to overthrow the status quo so they can take over
1: oh i think that there's a lot of that i don't think anyone in washington believes anything they say i mean there's like three or four guys in washington that actually believe what they say the rest of them, you know, I don't think they believe a word of it. They're just doing it for because they've been ordered to, and they get something out of it. You know, I just—it's—it's it's sick what's happening. You—you you can't listen, Dave. I mean, you know this. You talk to people for a living. Uh, you cannot find support for the policies coming out of Washington. If no one is supporting the policies coming out of Washington, there's only one reason you do it because you 're going against what your electorate wants you you can 't win unless you cheat, and so you would only do this if you first of all will believe that you could you know somehow cheat this the elections and second of all're being told to do it because you certainly wouldn't govern against the will of you know seventy plus percent of the American people uh, in an election year for any other reason. <laughs>
0: It doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, but we see this in so many different, like school boards. School boards are the closest thing we have to grassroots politics. And yet we have got school board members that have citizens arrested for wanting to know what's in the curriculum when they come to protest at the meetings. And, I, and all the years I spent in education, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I don't know if it's an invasive evil spirit that's getting into these people. Or are they given golden parachutes and they're being bribed to do what they're doing? Do you have any feeling on why school boards are as radical as they are today?
1: Uh, well, we've been able to trace a lot of money running through school boards. A lot of money. And, you know, it's, it's a lot cheaper to buy off someone who, you know, makes $40,000 a year and is on a school board than it is to buy off a politician who people have thrown millions at, and it's you know arguably long term more impactful because if you can get the schools to miseducate your kids, you know you can uh, you can you know train these kids to grow up to be screwed up, uh, you know little little crazy people that that vote for insane things. So I, I mean, a lot of the fight has gotten local, and I think a lot of the a lot of the people in the know and in the power have realized that you know the the victory long term is local uh it always comes down to what's happening locally because uh you can't you can only preach so much from washington nobody really cares what they say anymore because everybody knows that they're, they're liars yeah
0: i think that's exactly right and all politics as they say is local um, but I'll tell you what I'm finding, though, too, is I've found a lot of George Soros interference in the local politics. Um, in Arizona, where I did a lot of research on the uh, Arizona election uh, fraud, I have found that most of the county clerk and recorders at the time of the election were on the payroll in some way through campaign contributions or some other inducement. Uh, the county clerk and recorders that could really control an election were on George Soros's payroll.
1: Yeah, yeah, there is an immense amount of money and, you know, as we've been fighting the COVID thing, yeah, you know, the COVID thing is something that is systemic, right? So when you look at COVID, what you got to understand is that you know, right down to your school board and your county health department, you're seeing you're seeing the COVID narrative pushed even though these people fear it, I mean, it's hard to argue that they don't see the truth. So how does that happen, right? And what you've got to understand is that the COVID the COVID corruption has taught me how extensive this network of monsters is. The bad guys that we're fighting that have been pushing the COVID narrative, it is incredible how complex and how deep it is. We have been asleep at the wheel in this country for a long time. And what's happened is, is these evil monsters have incrementally built these mechanisms by which they're creating control and exerting control right down to the local level. And, you know, they do it through, uh, at the local level, it, it's qu- not quite as nefarious looking as it is at the national or international level. But it's still, you know, it's still top down. Uh, it's still top down from the same group of evil people. And, yeah, the corruption is right down to your local leadership in some cases. And you know, a lot of these guys don't realize the the wheel that they're a cog in. You know, they they know that they're doing something a little bit shady, so they're not going to admit to it. But they don't realize how big this wheel is, and you know that being a part of it is is really a, an incredibly serious thing.
0: You, you you just took away one of the questions I was going to ask you. It was so well stated. The I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. What I see is people being subservient to an evil attitude but they're so focused on the rewards that they're getting by this weekend that they can't see the long-term damage that their actions are taking. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Well, let me give you a comparison. When I was in law school, I had the opportunity to go down some time in Washington with a friend of mine who did work hunting down Nazis after World War II. And I got to look at some of the files. And these are and when you look at the files, you see reports and things like that written by stormtroopers who were just, you know, 20-year-old kids in Germany who were part of the military during World War II. And you know, they clearly were just doing their job and didn't think anything about it. You know, it's just what are you doing well? You know, today I'm I'm, you know, inventorying weapons, you know, or whatever. Well, those guys, you know, they they were just doing their jobs. They were just getting their paycheck, right? That's what they they told themselves. What they didn't think about was the fact that they were just inventorying weapons for one of the most evil monsters in the history of the world, and that that evil monster was using those weapons to kill innocent people all over the place. And so their, quote-unquote, innocent action wasn't really all that innocent because they were contributing to this evil. And I think that's what's happening here. You've got a ton of people who are doing things that, yeah, I mean, I know that this is all kind of shady, but, you know, I don't really have that much to do with it. I don't really have that important of a part, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Plus, I'm going to get a few extra hundred bucks out of it. Well, that, 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 that attitude is the precise reason that we're in this situation, Because, well, I don't mind selling out a little bit to do this or a little bit to do that. I mean, you know, look what I get out of it. And, you know, I'm not that big of a deal, so does it really matter? No, but when a million people do that, when 10 million people do that, when, when it becomes so pervasive, when people on a large, large, large scale refuse to stand for what's right, then what's left is what's wrong. And that wins. So that's really, I mean, you've got to understand that when you look at this, this situation, and I spent two years analyzing the COVID side of this from top to bottom in every way that you can. This situation has occurred because of systemic evil and corruption throughout our society, through complacency, through a lack of caring, through a, well, it doesn't affect me through just a willingness to close your eyes or bury your head rather than to take a stand and do something. And that complacency has resulted in us being on the verge of losing everything.
0: That complacency is definitely an evidence. But, you know, I'm wondering, Tom, at what point does self-preservation take over? For example, the reporter from CNN who one day can't feed their kids... And uh, resource shortage is so acute that life is not normal. com. that's waterwithdave.com save 80 dollars for a short time normal and they just keep right on trucking um or or the diehard democrat that votes the same no matter what the election candidates are they just vote for the party at what point does people's self-preservation take over and say we can't continue to go down the same path
1: well i, th- I think that the we're seeing the answer to that now and what we're seeing Is it's a sliding scale. It's not a binary thing. It's not on or off. You know what's happening is, is that people are waking up because they can no longer bury their head. And there's a huge number of them waking up. You know, we went from uh, what I would say is a a fairly bell curve type distribution, where 30 percent of the people didn't believe this from the beginning, 40 percent were undecided, and 30 percent were all in. And I would say that you know we've moved to the 50% being people who are awake now. But the problem is, is that, you know, everybody doesn't wake up at once. I mean, if you look, I think World War Two is a wonderful analogy, because that's what's happening is we have a global war on humanity. And, uh, you know, if you look at World War Two, I mean, there were Jewish people willingly getting on the trains right till the end, thinking, well, you know, if I just don't buck the system, you know, maybe I'll be okay. Well, I mean there were there were Germans who were right up till the end turning in their friends, their sisters, their brothers. You know there are some people who just you know they're they're bought in, they're sold, and they're done, and they they're never going to wake up to it. you know, maybe it's because they can't look uh, look themselves in the mirror and see what they sold out to. Maybe it's because they have a hard time reconciling you know a pride thing you know i'm I'm too embarrassed that I was suckered in by all this. Yeah, I can't really say why that is, but there are some that won't wake up. The key, though, is that a majority, I think, or very close to a majority are waking up or have woken up. And the more awake they become, you know, that sleeping giant's going to be very hard to stop. I think we still win this. But we only one of the things is, is everybody says, well, when are you going to win this for us? I'm not going to win this for us. I'm just some schlub. We're going to win this together or we're going to lose it together. I can get a win in court. That's not going to fix this. There's been wins in courts. These guys are breaking the law. It doesn't matter what the courts say. These guys are breaking the law outright. So you got to understand that I could take the biggest win ever in the court and that makes it very public that they're not allowed to do it. And it reminds us and it shows people, I guess, more upfront that what they're doing is illegal. But I mean, the reality is, is it's already illegal we all know it's illegal everything they're doing is illegal but they're doing it anyways so we either win this together or we lose it all and uh, you know that's, that's where it all stands at some point
0: though I think we have to look at the uniformity of the enemy we're facing and they're relentless let me give you a, a current example in the midst of the airlines protesting the mask mandates, saying this is ridiculous, stop it, Biden, we have Anthony Fauci that speaks out and says, well, I think the lockdowns and restrictions are coming back. Did you see that, Tom?
1: I heard him saying something about that, and if you don't think that that's going to happen, you've lost your mind. <laughs> I mean, just because Biden told us that we get a little break on uh, on uh, in his... his You know, lying state of the union garbage address. I mean, he, which he probably doesn't even remember by now. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, anybody that believes that is just fooling themselves. I, what what is it? Uh, what's the current one? Is it BA2, the current, uh, the current new variant that's going to end us all? You got to understand something, Dave. And I put this out on my Substack. I just wrote this article. I, I put out a question. So, okay. So we know. We have government documents, we have an FDA document from October of 2020 that says there's going to be all these side effects from this vaccine. We have, as of February 28, uh, 2021, there were thousands of deaths from the vaccine, according to a Pfizer study, and they covered it all up. They moved ahead, even with all that, they still moved ahead and forced the jab on kids. Even though... And and then continued saying it was safe and effective, even though we have, and then it's in September of 2021, a document saying that a majority of the people getting COVID were vaxxed and a majority of the people in the hospital were vaxxed. Even though they knew everything they were doing was dangerous, not working, and causing more harm than good, they kept going with it. Now, at some point, they had to know that this is going to come out that means that one of two things must be true either they they expected that the they the things are so corrupt that even when it comes out nobody's going to be able to do anything about it or two that they didn't care if they got caught because the whole end game is about getting jabs in arms well I've got evidence on this. Okay, now I'm not going to answer the question because I don't have proof. I have evidence. Here's the thing: I think it's a lot to suggest that that the end game is uh, that, that they believe that there's enough corruption that they can get this through everywhere without more. I think they can get a long ways with it. But I think that they, I do think that they've always been thinking that they could get far, far enough with it that they could delay. But why is it that it's so important to get these shots in arms? Why is that so critical? Because it's, it, they don't work. They're, they're not efficacious. They're not safe. Why is that so important? And I think people need to start asking themselves that. Why is it so critical that every person gets this shot over and over again? They just released, they just okayed the fourth booster today. Why is that so important? We know it doesn't work. Look what happened in Israel. Look what happened in the UK. We know it doesn't work. Why would they do that? And why is it that Joe Biden just announced, you know, his absolute commitment within the last couple of weeks to making sure everyone in the world gets jabbed? Why? It can't be because it it can't be for any good reason, because we know that the jabs don't stop the disease and they're not safe. So why? And that's the thing I think people need to ask themselves. I
0: have some response to that. One, I believe it's gene editing. So I think there is a plot to edit our genes. And I, I think that's an easy conclusion to make. I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. We know that this alters RNA and DNA, uh, conclusively proved by researchers. So the fact that they're trying to force something on us, that they know doesn't work. But we know what does work. We have to ask ourselves, why are they so interested in editing our genes? I don't know if you agree with that assessment, but if you do, I'd like your response to that if you have an opinion.
1: Well, I can tell you that not only do you have researchers, but you have Moderna and Pfizer both have admitted that these are gene therapies. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not a debatable thing. I mean, you can go to the 2019 Moderna SEC filings and see that they talk extensively about one of the biggest risks. To their business model is that mrna technology is a gene therapy and so that could affect their stock prices um i mean this is this is not like a maybe thing we know it's a gene therapy i mean pfizer agreed to do a study uh agreed to under the fda rules to under the uh, fda's uh, grant of, of authority to do a study on uh uh, uh shedding in, vaccine, in gene therapy drugs why do they need to do, it, do a, a multi-million-dollar study on shedding in gene therapy drugs if it doesn't shed and there's no gene therapy? I mean, this is this is indisputable. You're dead on. It, it does work for one thing. It does edit your genes. We don't, you know. I mean, what does that mean and what are the long-term effects? Well, I don't know, but I do know that, you know, uh, if you look at if you look at uh, environmental law. One of the things that they taught, that they had a fit about, you know, in the lawsuits going back when, is with some of the chemicals that have been sprayed over the years. They worry because you know, once a, a high level carnivore, or you know, so, something in the food chain starts ingesting it, well, it goes up and down the food chain, and it you know, it can screw up generations of, of creatures. Well, what's going to happen when you edit the genes of humanity? What What's that going to do? Cause, and the answer is we don't know because there's no long-term testing.
0: Oh, I hate to go so conspiratorial, but I just want to use the words of the uh, so-called elite against them. 1997, Ted Turner told Audubon magazine, it's in print, so it's not debatable, man that contributed $50 million to the U.N., started CNN and all the Turner broadcast networks, So we're not talking a small player here. And he said, and I pretty come close to a quote, that the reduction of the population by 90% is preferable. That was 1997. And then I'm going to bootstrap that into a spiritual thing if you want to take this bait. David Spangler, who's the head of the eco-division for the United Nations, and this is something that is not secretive either. It's all over. He said, uh, one will not come to the New World Order without taking an initiation from Lucifer. And I'm shortening it just for the interest of brevity. But that's something that's been attributed to him over and over and over. And no one's effectively walked that statement back. I- is this where we're going, Tom, in your mind?
1: Uh, you know, it's, so I'm an evidence guy, right? If I can't see it, I can't see it. But if mm-hmm. I if I do see it, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. So one of the things that I've been made aware of recently is uh, Clay Clark's been talking about uh, this uh, Naval something Harari or whatever. Yeah,
0: I had Clay I had uh, on my show, no. and he played, he played video clips of this guy. Go ahead with that, please. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, I mean, this guy's talking about stuff that just, I mean, it's insane. The guy is literally lamenting the fact that the Nazis didn't have more technology so they could be successful. I mean, he's literally talking about how sad that is, and you know, this guy is—I mean, someone Obama said he admired, someone that uh, Klaus Schwab, all these global leaders are, are turning to. I mean, listen, I don't know. Um, you know, is this? Can I say? Can I give someone? Could I go to court? And and this is always a standard I use when I talk about things. Could I take to court? that these guys are, you know, some sort of a satanic plot? No. No, I couldn't. But can I bring to court that these guys have openly admitted to things that would be abhorrent to most anybody that heard them? Yep. Can I go to court and say that these guys are in positions of power that, you know, can and are influencing a lot of things? Yeah. Um, do I have a direct tie between Klaus Schwab and Covid no outside of the fact that he wrote a book called the great reset and uh you know he talked about covid being the the mechanism by which he is going to do it um you know i i mean it's interesting there's an awful lot of evidence out there pointing it's just not quite conclusive enough to say yeah that's what's going on you know but i mean yeah, i can present the evidence to people and let them make their own decisions and you know i think uh i think that's what they need to do
0: tom you're the lawyer i'm not but i do know the term excuse me preponderance of the evidence and when you've got bill gates that ran event 201 which is the precursor to the release of covid and it's identical in its structure, the way they conducted this uh, exercise. And then you've got uh, his colleague at the World Economic Forum that Bill Gates associates with and Klaus Schwab, and he says COVID is the vehicle. Don't we get to a preponderance of the evidence occurrence at some point?
1: Well, listen, I mean, here's the deal. If, If someone says to me, Hey, was uh, was COVID created? Or was this, you know, some biological accident? I'm gonna laugh, Because there's no question. I mean, this was built in a lab. We know that I mean, we've got more than enough evidence to make that case. And I will make that case. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to eventually make that go into court. Um, can we say that, that, you know, some of these guys look like they were involved I would say that it does look like some of these guys were involved, but I don't have enough evidence. If you ask me, could I sue Bill Gates tomorrow? I don't think I could sue Bill Gates tomorrow. Um, What I could do though, and will do, is I will sue these guys, and I will sue the right people, and I will figure out how through discovery to find out who all was involved. And when I find out who all was involved, then we'll know for sure, and then we can hold them accountable. But what we need to do, what would make my life a whole lot easier because, you know, there's obviously a lot of people and a lot of money that does not want me to do this. So what would make my life a whole lot easier is if enough people would wake up that they demanded Nuremberg type hearings and uh, we were able to uh, to uh, you know, have a true trial of these criminals and and do the investigation properly and see where it goes you know because that's what we should be doing anyways we know that there was evil we know that this has killed millions of people um and by this i mean the vaccine uh we know the jab has killed an unnecessary number of people because they've used snake poison it's it's the snake oil salesman right
0: Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash hodges, use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code
1: Hodges. Yeah, it's like it's like the old snake oil salesman. We we uh, we create the disease, then we create the cure. And uh, you know, I mean except for this doesn't cure it makes people worse we look at things like remdesivir which which kills people it doesn't make them better you know but yet we keep pushing them. so yeah i think there needs to be trials there needs to be accountability and when we do that that's that's where we should be doing our real homework and our real investigation to see who did what when and who knew what when
0: do you think some of those doors are going to be opened by i think what's the coming prosecution of hunter biden
1: if they do it, if they do it, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know, you know, under the current administration, I don't know how they would get that done. I mean, these guys are so corrupt, sick. And, um, you know, Hunter Biden, uh, by the way, I got additional stuff on Hunter Biden that I haven't made public yet. I mean, this guy is a bad, bad actor. This guy, this guy would sell his soul for a nickel. And they're just—I mean—he is just garbage. And uh, you know, he's been his dad's been covering for him for and helping him do it for a lot of years. You know, I—I don't—I don't know how Hunter Biden comes out uh, out of this without getting uh, caught on some stuff. But I also don't know, you know, how, that that this administration will be the one to actually uh, go after him. Uh, the DOJ right now i mean i'm gonna be honest if there's one group of people that needs uh, that you know that needs cleaned out in dc it's the doj i mean yep. that is that is the epitome of the swamp
0: it's been that way for a long time in there and that was one of trump's undoings i think was his inability to rein in the doj but um i hear what you're saying i, I wanted to go to something you brought up a. Uh, the new variant um, name and um, i have a question for you based on your work with uh, doctors and so forth my outdated knowledge of biology and science a lot of it comes from my early high school days like in my freshman year and what i'm wondering tom is i thought variants came along in years not weeks and months and it seems like we we're don't. being hit with variants that are outside the they norm yeah. for, for the, the numerical number of them in such a short amount of time. Am, am I to something there, or is my information? Yeah, wrong? they
1: don't have anything. To, listen, the variant thing is garbage. You know, hey, you've got you've got this variant or that variant. Okay, so let me tell you how they can tell if you have a variant. They don't. <laughs> basically, uh, they, basically, the only way to tell if you've got a variant is to send it in for gene gene sequencing i mean nobody's doing that there's not enough labs to do that that's not a quick process it's not an easy process there is no way to determine that you have a variant but there's no way to determine if you have COVID. all the pcr tests are in class one recall almost and the pcr tests never worked anyways p.s you know let's not overlook the fact that we we have in court right now a case saying hey by the way uh the pcr tests are fraudulent and that's illegal and uh you know we'll see where that goes what's going that's at the sixth circuit right now um i mean this whole thing is illegal beyond words i i, I mean it's ridiculous an idea that you've got very they have no idea if you have variant none whatsoever you know i mean it is ridiculous like i said how can they even test for it the PCR test didn't work when they started, but they certainly don't work now. By the way, if you're getting a PCR test, uh, I hope someone's sending you a thank you note for giving them your DNA, because that's that's really the main thing with the, the PCR is to harvest DNA. And we've got quite, quite a bit of evidence on that, and I don't mind saying publicly that it's my very strong opinion. I can't say it's proven, but I can say it's my very strong opinion based on all the evidence that we have that the whole PCR testing thing is all garbage, it's all fraud, and was really just a big DNA grab, uh, which is, by the way, we also have evidence that a substantial number of those DNA databases that were developed from the PCR test were then sold to China, you know, not to test an issue.
0: Well, it is if you're making race-specific bioweapons, which do exist. that That is a concern for me, the way you expressed it. But, um, uh, the, a little sarcasm the, the, there. I know, I hear you. The only area, I hate to use the word expertise because I want to be humble here, but, but I am trained. I've taught research and stats. I've developed a course in research and two in stats. So I have a little bit of credibility here what I'm going to tell you. And I, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, April 18th of 2020, the head of, um, the acting head of the FDA came out, Commissioner Hahn, and he said, we're not going to require third party validation for the PCR test. And I said at the time, then you don't have a test. You don't have measures of internal and external validity and reliability. Um, and, and I said, you have nothing. And then they doubled down on their fraud by paying uh, um, hospital organizations for um, COVID diagnoses. And then COVID deaths, so they could have inflated numbers based on people's greed and desire to get the payment from the federal government. So the whole thing was filled with fraud in the beginning, Tom. I mean, there's there's nothing, I think, even controversial about this. There is no test that can accurately diagnose COVID.
1: No, there's not. Um, There's not. Uh, Well, you know what? That's not true. If you wanted to have your blood drawn and sequenced in a genetic sequencer, uh, they might be able to detect it okay. that way. I'll uh, take but that. It wouldn't be, yeah. I'll,
0: I'll walk back it my comment there. But I'll yeah, say yeah. this. The commonly so one used of those tests, the over-the-counter, the medical lab tests that they're giving people are not valid.
1: No, they're not at all. They're not at all. And you know what? So, I, uh, when I, so when I started the Substack, one of the things I wanted to do was give people some comment, uh, content. So I went through and I went back to the first case I filed, and this was filed in September of 2020, okay? And I started working on it at the end of July. It took me over a month to write. That case, which was very well cited, I laid out a fact pattern. We talked about the PCR test being garbage. We talked about the COVID numbers, death numbers being inflated. We talked about the psychological attack on the, on people and what they were doing with it. We talked about everything that's happened, and we were right on every single point. I, I put out a series of articles on the Substack about, you know, going through it, kind of laying out some of the different fact patterns that we included in that case, and I just said, are we a prophet or were we right? And uh, I am certainly, I will just give away, I am not a prophet. Uh, we just dug out the conspiracy very early. We've known all this stuff for two years. It's sure. like the, the whole gene therapy thing, that, I mean we've been talking about that since since they were talking since they, uh, you know, announced this this vaccine, these vaccines I mean, we knew that from the beginning it was absolutely clear to say mRNA is gene therapy it's well known I mean, so it's amazing how much people don't know and how this, the other side of this they don't just, you know exaggerate they just come right out and lie directly to your face it's like they stand there, and, uh, you know, hey, the sky is red. What? No, it is. It's red. And you can look at the sky. You can see it's blue. But they, Nope, it's red. And they just stand behind it. It's so ridiculous. Um, and I think that this is really an important thing to understand because <coughs> it's not just COVID. They're doing this everywhere. It's like the whole, uh, you can have a penis and be a girl. No, you can't. I'm sorry, you you just can't. That's not what a girl is. Uh, two plus two doesn't equal four because my truth says otherwise. What? No, it does. Two plus two is four every time. Okay? Every time. Um, you know, it, it it is insanity. They are outright lying to our faces and then they're laughing at us because we're stupid enough to believe it.
0: Well, you're totally right. The... Uh You're talking to someone who immersed himself in the Kennedy assassination, and I'll tell you one of my big takeaways from this, from all the media coverage I invoked in this and all the people I interviewed. The cover-up was unbelievably sloppy. It was sloppy beyond belief that anyone who would bother to look at any facts would see how massively lied to the American public was about the event. And I thought, well, there'll never be such a sloppy deception on such a large scale again. And I remember thinking this about 10 years ago until COVID came along. And do you agree with me that their cover stories don't even make sense?
1: No, no, they don't. They don't. uh, They've relied on the laziness of people, the unwillingness of people to dig, and the fact that they have a completely complicit news media that is absolutely at the core of this law yes i mean they control the they control the information narrative that's why google facebook twitter censorship is so important because you know if people actually were able to communicate about the truth well guess what guess what the whole thing come down real quick that's why you know i mean you know if trump ever gets his uh his uh whatever truth. Uh, whatever social media thing up is, and we get a real number of people on there, uh, you know, that would be a major, major blow to what these guys are doing, because a free, spe- free speech is, there are two things that the bad guys know are the absolute end to tyranny and uh, dictatorships, and that is free speech and free, free religion. And free speech and free religion have to be backed up by the second amendment right to bear arms but those three things together mean that you cannot have a dictatorship you cannot truly have tyranny if you have free speech free religion and the right to defend it with a gun so you know that's they're trying real hard to eliminate those things because when you have religion then you understand that you are accountable never to a man. You're always accountable only to a higher power. That's the the core of faith. That's what faith is. When you have free speech, you can talk about the lies that you're seeing. You can talk about the untruth. You know, one of the things I've been talking about in interviews is I want people to, I want you to, this is a bit morbid, but look at your local obituary. Look at your local, get on the website for your local funeral home. See how many 40-year-olds have died from unknown causes in the last month. See how many, uh, you know, young people are dying from cancer or strokes or heart attacks or things. And how many people do you know in your life who you're like, oh my gosh, they just died? Really? They're too young for that. What happened? Well, when they get their last jab, you know, I mean, you there. we can live the truth. We just have to open our eyes to it. But. You know, you got to be willing to open your eyes. And that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah, I had a a dear friend die um, in September of last year. And he had been vaccinated six months before his wife at the same time. And they died three months apart. And they were in their mid-60s.
1: Yep. Yep. It's happening everywhere. And remember, you know, this is actually, as bad as this is, I think it's actually, uh, it's a little bit scary because what we're seeing right now is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we're going to start seeing massive numbers of casualties over over time. Because three to five years is where the real danger is. This stuff, you know, you put it in, (laughs) if you're young and healthy, you're not going to die the next day. And our numbers, statistics, all the data that I've gotten from whistleblowers shows me the same thing the higher the risk you are from covid the higher the risk you are from the jab if you get the jab and you're high risk to death from covid then you're high risk to death from the jab and the younger and healthier you are the longer it takes to kill you so uh you know three to five years out which we're only at the end of the first year and you know you get three to five years out and i'm i'm terrified what we're going to be seeing
0: well i've um done some shows on this and and first of all Mike Adams wrote a really good article where he cited the CEO of a life insurance company and said they were paying out death claims 100,000 greater a month than they were a year ago Um, that's one and then I've been interviewing a lady um, who used to have a position with FEMA and she said she sat through all the simulations and discussions of something Mm -hmm. like this and she thinks that the deaths are going to peak out at 300,000 and we're in the process of increasing to that level now
1: yeah, well, it's going to be a lot more than that. 300000 is short-term, and I'll be honest. That's a, that's a month. Oh, Tom. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant total.
0: No. 100000 a month is what Mike came up with, Mike Adams, with his uh, information disclosed by a CEO of a life insurance company. Um, Celeste Solemn came along and said, that's an underestimate for how much it's going to be. She said she her data when she was working in FEMA said it could peak to about 300000 a month over over what it was prior
1: yeah i I would agree with you we're that that seems like a much more accurate number to me um it's you know and and listen uh, one of the things that i always find interesting is uh i got the comment the other day so well you're not a doctor how can you look at this okay so first of all i do have a background in statistics and bio uh, bio and health uh, uh, science and epidemiology but even if I didn't, you got to understand something. When we start talking about, you know, a hundred percent increase, I don't need to run uh, a p value to, to to determine what's going on here. I mean, th- this is this is as clear as day. Correlation may not equal causation, but correlation can indicate causation. Correct. And when correlation occurs over and over and over again and it's at a rate that's just absolutely astronomical you have to be blind not to see what's going on and that's what's occurring here you don't need to be a scientist or a statistician to understand this you just got to get your head out of your rear and look
0: (laughs) I laugh because it's so simplistically true Um, let me go back and let me ask you to put your speculation hat on for a second One of the things I really want to know, and I think people who've looked at this want to know, if these are gene editing tools, the vaccines, and they are, to what end could they possibly be doing this? Is there any speculative direction you would say we need to look in this area um, on why they're messing with our DNA and RNA?
1: Well, I mean, I think that's really one of the questions, right? Because it's not to keep you safe from COVID, it doesn't work. I and mean, we know it doesn't work, but yet they keep doing it. So why would they do that? why do they have long-term tests for plans for long-term testing and long-term this and long-term that? You know, I mean, what's going on? Why do we have that? It doesn't make any sense, right? Unless there's something more. And it goes to that same question I asked earlier. If you know you're gonna get caught at some point, then why do you keep doing this, right? Because, you know, listen, there's no way this gets covered up forever. The question is, what's the goal? If the goal is just to get needles in arms, why? Why? Why do you want to do that when this doesn't work? And that's really the key. I mean, so why do you want to do that? Well, it definitely screws with your genes. What would they want to do that for? What would be the point? What would be the purpose? And that's a great question. And in terms of the why, all I got is speculation. Um, I don't have proof as to why anybody would want to screw with everybody's genes. It seems like a terrible idea to me. I mean, it's the kind of thing you'd see a movie on. Hey, we screwed with people's genes, and now look at it's the zombie apocalypse. Um, you know, and I say that jokingly, but the gene, your genes are what—that's what runs your body. That's the, that's the software that runs your body. You start screwing with that you know what do you get i mean you, you know are you still human if you don't share the same genome there you go. Yeah. i mean you know and i don't know i i don't know what it means I, that you know i i am not a, a genealogist i'm not a uh, you know a genetic scientist i'm not a uh, i don't get into you know the way genes have transferred down the years and stuff like that you know through family ties or otherwise and so i don't uh uh I, I'm, I'm not a geneticist I'm uh, not a genealogist I think, that's ridiculous um, but I'm not a geneticist I don't know why you'd want to do that or what benefit there could be um, I, I just know it seems like a terrible Can, can idea we agree?
0: Can we agree on the fact that changing of the human being is an outgrowth of this?
1: Well, I don't know how listen, I mean if we're defined by, by a common genetic thread, right, then we are. I mean, if you change it, I think, what is it? we got 99% of our DNA in common with chimpanzees, right? I'm not a chimp. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not a chimp. Pretty sure any of our listeners are not chimps. But they have 99% gene- genes in common. Well, how many, how many, what percentage do you have to change before you're not a human? And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, to me, you know, that, that part of the science is a little over my head, but you don't have to be a scientist to ask the question. You just got to be a critical thinker, which we don't want that, God forbid. But, uh, you know, when they, yes, you know, you start screwing with the genes, at what point do you screw with enough where you know maybe we don't even look the same uh yeah. you know maybe we're hairy maybe we are you know whatever but i mean it just uh, this is a really important ethical question that we're just blowing by
0: the uh i'm friends with a guy named vance davis whose former nsa was attached to nato and uh he um he was pretty well connected. He was on the staff of the senior non for NATO, Bob Dean, who I know. Before he died, I knew Bob. And Vance said something to me very provocative. And I actually tracked Vance down because he was uh, talking about secret space program stuff. And my dad had had some loose affiliation of that with research with Nazi scientists, but I couldn't talk about it publicly while my mom was alive because she'd lose his pension. So I sought him out after I heard him on the Art Bell show. First time I ever heard Art Bell and we developed a relationship and I felt I could trust him so we started sharing information here's what he told me Tom and and, and you got to remember this is a guy who has credibility with his background I'm not saying he's right I'm saying he has credibility and he said this he said he was trained in his NSA training that there was a war in the cosmos that caught him by big surprise and he said the bad guys were cast down to earth that's Genesis 6 in the Bible that's fallen angel stuff and then he said they would like to have, what he was told, to have attacked God's prime creation, which is the soul of humanity, but they couldn't figure out how to do it, so now they're after changing the human being. The year he was told this was 1989. He shared this with me in 1993, before transhumanism was ever a term, and he described it perfectly in 1993. Um, I know this is not stuff you take into court but I just wanted to let you know that's the Dave Hodges perspective on this and I think it's as I I, I don't know what the right answer is for sure Tom, but I do think that there is something here that is evil, malevolent and is beyond most people's superficial view of what's really going on
1: well, you know, here's the thing when uh, when you've ruled out all of the probable you're left with improbable yeah. Now I don't know if there's aliens doing whatever aliens would do. I don't know about that end of it. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, I'm an evidence guy. If I don't have evidence, you know, I'll listen to anything, but it doesn't mean that I can, I can, you know, go go anywhere with it because until I got evidence, I don't. What I can say though is this: listen. At some point, when you start screwing with people's DNA, with their genes, with their genetic makeup, at some point when you change enough of it you're no longer human i mean that's just an ethical reality right and it sounds far-fetched when you say that when i say that when i say, hear myself say that it sounds really far-fetched so what are you talking about you know aliens and uh, what? well what are you a, a monkey well i don't know i don't know but what i know is i know that the scientists have told me i have 99 percent of my my genetic makeup that's you know in common with monkeys but that one percent seems to make all the difference.
0: Okay. Until someone so, takes away the one percent. So. Yeah, I hear you. We're if, almost uh, out of time. Tom- I'm sorry, but we're almost out of time, and I wanted to give you because I, I I know that you depend on support, but I want to tell you this: this has been fascinating, absolutely fascinating, and 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 I sorry to take you into the deep waters where there isn't a lot of logic involved. But sometimes uh, when people create the situations they do, we have to seek alternative explanations. And in that way, we may arrive at the truth. And I want to thank you for indulging a, our audience on that. But I know that you like support, need support, to continue to do the good your work you're doing on behalf of humanity. So tell people how they can support you.
1: Well, thank you. Um rent-law.com. And we've got two different mechanisms right now. So obviously we've got to give send go and we always need that. Um, but we also, I started that sub stack and it's not just COVID. I talk about whatever's on my mind, although there's a lot of COVID on there. If you subscribe and then you go into the, to the archives, you can see I wrote, a, I got a bunch of stuff in there, historical stuff, things that are, you know, uh, other things I've said about COVID and other such things. But, you know, I talk about whatever. It's my newsletter, and it basically is my way of keeping people up to date with what's going on or where my head is on things. Sure. And, uh, you know, I would love, love, love to have as many people as possible support on that. Sign up for it. Subscribe to it. There's a free side and a paid side. So even if you sign up for free, I'm grateful. Um, if you pay, it's five bucks a month or, you know, whatever you want to give. And, uh you know, we we really need as much support. 100% of that stuff goes towards the spike. Okay. Uh, you know, and I that's, that's it. Give that,
0: give that address out again because we're flat out of time.
1: Renz-law.com. Renz, R-E-N-Z-law.com. Check out the Substack and support us any way you can.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been fascinating, Tom. Thank you so much for coming on. A great interview, and keep up the important work.
1: Thanks a lot, Dave.
0: Thank you, Tom.